Okay, so on this podcast, I'm going to talk about how to incorporate green infrastructure into designs. So first of all, let's just talk about what green infrastructure actually is. Um, According to Green Infrastructure Ontario Coalition, which is an awesome organization, and if you go to their website, um, just at Green Infrastructure Ontario um, through Google, you can find their website has so much great information and they do um, a lot of good projects and research. So I totally recommend that. Um, But their definition is that Green infrastructure is the natural vegetative system and green technology that collectively provides society with a magnitude of economic, environmental, and social benefits. Green infrastructure includes urban forests and woodlots, biosoils, engineered wetlands and stormwater ponds, wetlands, ravines, waterways, and riparian zones, meadows and agricultural lands, green roofs and green walls, urban agriculture, parks, gardens, turf, and landscaped areas. So that's a lot of examples, but if you actually break it down, there's only so many features there, um, and it's basically any natural element um, that we can take and incorporate into the urban landscape. So why should we incorporate green infrastructure into designs? Green infrastructure has traditionally been incorporated into into designs when legislation requires so, or when elected leadership directs so. Parking lots generally cover more land area than parks and cities, and modern era urban design tends to be created for cars, not for people, and that's about to change. Decades of leaders like David Suzuki and David Attenborough educating us on the environment have created a new generation of environmentally conscious citizens and this environmentally generous or conscious generation is paired with growing scientific consensus on the almost endless benefits of natural resources along with the growing concern of biodiversity loss urbanization and climate change and these factors combined are driving a new market that's created terms like green architecture, green design, green construction, green infrastructure, and green buildings. Green infrastructure increases the ROI, the return on investment of projects and investments. Um, Buildings with green infrastructure can produce measurable financial value such as an increased rental rate and asset value, the reduced risk of depreciation and a higher tenant attraction and retention rates. The Natural Resources Defense Council has broken down the exact benefits in a report increasing um, uh, or detailing the value increase of real estate uh, with natural feature elements. And I'll include that link in uh, the description of this podcast. So growing demand due to urbanization. Today, more than half of the world's population lives in urban areas, and by 2030, this is expected to rise to 60%. Um, It's going to give rise to megacities, which are defined as an urban center with more than 10 million inhabitants. uh, There's a National Geographic report that says 60 years ago, in 1950, there was only two megacities, which was New York and Tokyo, and in 1995, 14 megacities existed. And today there are 22, mostly in developing countries 
in Asia, Africa, and Latin America, and by 2025, there'll be 30 or more. So the rate of urbanization will put pressure on architects, engineers, and developers to incorporate green infrastructure into designs to ensure that urban environments stay livable and healthy. And the significant market for green infrastructure has not yet connected to the demand. The bottom line here is that as regulations tighten, as cities grow, and as green buildings become a development standard, a huge market's emerging um, based on innovative and creative green infrastructure technologies. So architects, developers, and engineers who are able to bring innovative green infrastructure into their designs will thrive. So how to actually bring and incorporate green infrastructure into designs. <clears throat> so first part is to design the building to the landscape rather than the landscape to the, the design. Retain natural features by altering designs to accommodate the most sensitive part of the existing natural features. Use the local eco ecosystem as a blueprint and theme for the design element. Significant costs can be pre prevented on both the front and the end of the project because there's no use need to hire contractors to remove or replace the feature, only to protect them throughout construction. So cities facing intense development are hungry for the preservation of these features and generally offer incentives for doing so. Do not hesitate to encourage the client to go all in on incorporating green infrastructure into the design. Be creative to use, uh, to create, uh, cre to, uh, sorry, be creative in creating iconic buildings and projects and decorate the features with plants using planter boxes, vines, living screens, living walls, trees, shrubs, grasses, and flowers. Use stormwater as an asset rather than a liability. Create rain gardens, green roofs, water features, water fountains, wetlands, and biosoils. Use park features as a leverage by bringing value to the greater community. Connect existing trails and create new trails, benches, play equipment, landscaping, and allow the greater community to ac access these features. The combinations really are infinite. In ensure ecologists are intimately involved throughout the design and the implementation. Ecologists help to determine appropriate species, soil volumes, and reflection of natural elements into the design. Determine extent and a strategy of green infrastructure incorporation on budget restrictions. As far as challenges, investment right now is currently the greatest strategy. You'll have to educate your client to allow them uh, to go all in on incorporating green infrastructure into the design. And although we're still in the early adoption phase of green infrastructure, the economic value of these features has been demonstrated. So there's definitely an argument to be made. For for marketing, people of all stripes, clients, communities, investors, city planners, elected officials, and others get excited about green infrastructure. Capitalize on the achievements of the project. Demonstrate the, built, the benefits to the community. Build on the brand of, of the developer. And investors and architects also should be capitalizing on the brand. 
Ecologists can inform the benefits and the, the, that information should be leveraged to further increase the value of the building. So just in, to, in conclusion, projects with, without significant green infrastructure investments are going to struggle for relevancy as cities become more intensely developed. Green infrastructure can make aspects of the development cheaper. It brings planning leverages, incentives, builds company brand, brings higher returns, and it's the right thing to do for the users of the building, the community, and the environment. And I just have a couple extra links that I'll put in the um, in, uh, the, the bio of this um, podcast as well for further research. Um, you might notice that I'm kind of reading, and it's because I put this out as my first blog so there is a pdf available of this information that i would be happy to send to you so you can contact me at my facebook john lieber my linkedin john lieber my instagram jungle underscore capital or my twitter um which is also jungle jungle underscore capital so that's it for this episode feel free to provide feedback or uh, directly reach out to me with any questions thank you very much for listening